Hi everyone, uh, welcome to episode four of the Shack series. I'm just waiting for Ariane Timmis to get on and she's just joined now. Um, so I'll just get her on. <laughs> Hi, Arnie. Hey, how are you? Yeah, good, good. How are you? Pretty good. Just finished training, so hence the yeah. white hair. Yeah, how was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty tough this morning, but um, we had suited swims, so it's good to finally get back into the groove of things and do some tough training, and I think everyone's starting to feel pretty good in the water again. Yep, yep. Sounds good. Um, well, thanks for coming on. Um, we've got a few questions here um, from our followers um, that um, we, we'd like you to answer, if that's all right. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll kick it off first with, uh, when did you start swim swimming and what were your honest thoughts about it? So, well, first of all, I started swimming like most people when I was a baby. Um, but then I started swimming in a squad when I was seven and I started racing then. And um, I loved it. I mean, I started swimming in a squad just because I always loved the water. I was never scared of it. And I've always had pools at my homes um, growing up. So then when I first started training, all I can remember is loving it. Um, and I haven't really thought of a point during my swimming career where I haven't enjoyed swimming. So I think that's why I'm still going. Nice, nice. Um, so question on racing here, uh, what do you do just before a race? So do you have a specific routine that you follow every time or, uh, like run us through what you do just before a big race? So before every big race, um, as most swimmers would know, we do a, a dry land warm up and get our body ready, our shoulders warm, that type of thing. And then we do our in-the-pool warm-up, which I start a bit over an hour before I race. And then after that, I pretty much just go through the same routine of putting my suit on and um, make sure I have all my stuff. But I'm not really someone who's super superstitious and has to do um, a certain thing before every race. I mean, on the blocks, I twinkle my fingers and I splash myself five times on the right-hand side of the block before every race. But I'm not... Um, pedantic with you know certain things I do before I race which I think is good because sometimes if you can't do that um you're not going to freak out about it yeah yeah so you mentioned you 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 splash yourself five times are you superstitious yeah a little bit in the sense of like small things like that not huge things but little things like splashing myself and um I always have my nails done when I race so then I like twinkle them on the blocks and look at them before I race, um, which is something that I just always do now. Yeah. Uh, what inspires you to keep going even when your friends aren't doing so well, uh, when your friends are doing so well and you aren't? So uh, it's been probably a while since you <laughs> haven't performed well. So let's just pretend that it's uh, school, Arnie, and you're not going that well. Well, Sometimes I think seeing your friends doing so well can be a good thing to keep you going because 
you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, for me, I never really worried about what other people were doing in their swimming. Um, so if I was having a bit of a bad patch, I just tried to focus on my journey and trying to get back on track. And I think not worrying too much about other people and where they are in their swimming career is um, a really good option because you can get distracted by them and compare yourself, which, you know, everyone's different. So you can't really compare yourself. So I think that's the, the best way to look at, look at it. But if anything, yeah. if you're going to compare yourself, um, just use them as a driving force to try and motivate you to get to where they are. Yeah. Have you always loved the sport? And is it normal to feel uh, to not feel motivated all the time? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always loved swimming. Um, that's the main reason why I do it. Obviously, getting to represent Australia and travel and uh, win medals is all great. But at the at the baseline, um, if you don't love it, then it's pretty tough sport to do. So I've always loved it. And I, there are days where it's tough and you don't sometimes don't want to go to training, but that's just all part of part of life as an athlete. Um, not everything's smooth, smooth sailing. So I think just, you know, have those moments and then move on and get back to training. Um, it's definitely normal to go through rough patches. Yeah. What inspired you to keep swimming and to be determined? So I guess that's a follow-off of last question. Well, yeah, well, definitely because I love it. But then also when I started to get older and started to make teams and um, do great things with the sport, it just made me want to experience that more and more. And it's kind of like when you're on the international stage competing, you can't really feel that feeling anywhere else. So it's just kind of... I think you get addicted to it and you just want to feel that more and more. And I don't know, winning is such a great feeling and to do it at the highest level is um, so, feels so great. So I think a lot of athletes would admit that they do their sport because they love winning and that's what drives them to keep going um, at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you have a celebrity crush? <laughs> yes, sadly I do. I'm mad Sean Mendelson. I love Sean. <laughs> and a follow-up question. Um, so you got to kiss one, you got to marry one, you got to shoot one. Justin Bieber, Rafael Nadal, Sean Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> the three loves of my life. Um, I would definitely marry Sean. Definitely marry Sean. Um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit past Bieber. I'll shoot Bieber and then I'll, I'll kiss Rafa. That would just be good to tell people. Uh, are you a good dancer? And can you please show me? So uh, that wasn't from me. That was from someone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm shocking dancer. I'm not showing you. I'm so bad. Okay. Well, we tried. No, uh, what is your favorite meal? Huh? You see, you've seen me dance. It's terrible. <laughs> Have I? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is your favourite meal to cook and eat? So separate. So what's your favourite one to cook? Um, and what's your favourite food to eat? Well, I think at the moment, um, because everyone's trying to get back on track with their, I guess, their body comp after having a huge break, at the moment, I can't really explore um, too much into 
fancy foods at the moment. I did in um, my break, but not now. So at the moment, I'm really enjoying eating, um, I think, yogurt and fruit and granola is just like a huge staple in any athlete's life. So I yeah. enjoy that, any meal. Um, and then I love to cook. I don't know. I like exploring um, and trying new things, but definitely I'm, I prefer cooking desserts and I think making tricky, tricky desserts. Like um, I think it took me a while to nail like a pavlova or um things that take like precision to make and perfect measurements is something that I enjoy to do but then obviously can't do that otherwise I'm gonna blow out a little bit if I eat desserts all day but um in terms of just everyday cooking I love doing stuff in the pressure cooker so it um things that would usually take six hours in the oven I can do in the pressure cooker in about 40 minutes and it would like you just put this meat in there and it would just um like fall off the bone and that's really yummy yeah. Um, so what is your favorite junk food? This is very easy for me. I'm a massive chocoholic. Um, chocolate is my favorite cheat food. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> what is the hardest set that you've ever done? The hardest set that I've ever done. I mean, it's hard because as you would know, all our sessions are very tough. But I think the toughest one that I've had to do and there's a difference between when you're feeling great at training and then when you're feeling terrible and you have to keep pushing through the session. Any session you do when you're feeling terrible is the hardest that you've ever done. But I think the hardest one to date that I can remember that's pretty tough is this session that um, I've done and it's 300 and I've got to be under 325 into 100 max. And um, we'd do that eight rounds and then we'd do some, I think at the end of that, we'd either just do 450s best average or sometimes we do 2050s as one 200 pace, one easy, and then the 450s best average at the end. And that's yeah. a huge, huge session to get through. I mean, just the 300s and the 100s is tough because after 100 max, the last thing you want to do is to push off straight into it. Um, a 300 that's not recovery really so um that's definitely a tough one but they're good ones to do when you're trying to be a 400 swimmer yeah yeah well i guess that's why you're so good <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite swimming set so i mean you can say recovery if you want but <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a specific one in mind what would it be so as a distance swimmer, anytime we get to do sprints, it's such a novelty. So I, I love the sprint training because for me, I find it fun. I don't find doing 25s and 50s too challenging. Um, but then in terms of a set that I really try to push myself on and it gives me a great gauge of where I'm at in the season is this session and it's um, 150-50. So we do that eight rounds. So we go 150 and then... Um, you know, I try to be around 130, 131, and then 50 max, and we do that eight rounds, and it's pretty tough. It doesn't sound too long, um, but it, it pinches, and I think when you're feeling good and you're on and you can swim really fast times, it makes you feel really good after the session. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give a young swimmer wanting to achieve what you have? 
I mean, I feel like I'm pretty relatable to younger swimmers because I've just gone through high school. I mean, I graduated um, what nearly three years ago, so um, I had to juggle swimming with school, and that was really tough. I mean, the year of the Com Games and Pampax and World Short Course, I was finishing year 12. So I think the biggest thing that kind of helped me succeed that year was great time management and prioritizing things in my life I mean I might have all at one time um, an assignment due really important training plus having to recover or I don't know do things like this and things for my sponsors and trying to fit it all in is really tough so I think being super organized um, make, get, helps you fit everything in but then also gives you a clearer mind when you're trying to complete those tasks and it means that at training, I wasn't stressing about school and I could focus exactly on what I was doing at training. And I think that's really important. So definitely as an athlete, even outside school, time management is huge. But while you're finishing school, I think that's a big one. But then also just doing your best. I think rocking up to training and not putting in 100% is just pointless and you're going to get nothing out of it. So if you're not trying and it's something's a tough slog to go through if you're not trying. So just do your best and enjoy it and that should get you a long way. Yep. We've got a question uh, just down here. What is it like doing two years of year 12? Was there ever a time that you thought of quitting? I think it so was... So thanks, Guy. Ask Pockley for writing that first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to cut you off on. That's right. I think at the time it was definitely the only choice I had. Um, I did year 11 and 12 over three years. So I did um, part-time year 11. And then the th second year was half year 11 subjects, half year 12 subjects. And then the third year was my last three year 12 subjects. And I honestly couldn't have fit it all in if I didn't do it. There were times where I thought like, oh, geez, I saw all my friends graduating and I had to stay back a year and finish a year older than everyone in my grade. And that was hard at the time. But by the time I finished school, I was hardly going to school. So I mean, had completely taken over my life. Um, and, you know, I, that year I finished um, with a world record. So I, school kind of became in the back of my mind. I'm so lucky that uh, at St. Peter's where I went to school, they completely supported my swimming and all my teachers understood my circumstances and, um, definitely when I had to travel a lot, I mean, my last year of school, I was away from school, I think for about 18 weeks. Um, I, I couldn't have fit it all in doing full-time school. Um, so really part-time was the only option and no regrets because I don't think I could have maximized my training if I had have done normal school. Cause I wouldn't, wouldn't have had the time to go home and rest or I wouldn't have had the time to fit in the study that I had to. So I think, um, it was the best decision. Yeah. Um, now this one, this next one's from me. Um, so for, for the grassroots swimmers, generally when they look up to someone who is a high profile athlete, um, they would think they still don't get nervous uh, before a big meet. Um, so in saying that, do you still get nervous and how do you deal with nerves? I definitely get nervous. I think, when you think about it for a 12 year old or a 13 year old going to age nationals, that's the pinnacle of their swimming at that time. So for me, when I was their age, going to age nationals was a pinnacle and I was just as nervous at nationals than I am now going to a world championships because it's all relative. Now 
Worlds is my, or Olympics is the biggest thing that I go to. And for me, I've never struggled when dealing with my nerves, but I've definitely always been nervous. And I think being nervous is a good thing because it shows you that your body's getting ready to race. Your body's getting ready to stand up. It's getting the blood going. And I think if you don't feel nervous before a race, then it obviously means that the event's not important to you. I think sometimes if I have a big race coming up and I don't feel that nervous, I make myself feel nervous because I feel like having a bit of nerves and getting the juices flowing helps you swim better. I think if you're struggling with being over nervous, just think about your life and, you know, what perspective you have. And this, this, I mean, race isn't the be all and end all. If you have a bad, bad race, it's okay. You can race again, go back to training, work on it. Um, You know, it's, not a scary thing it's fun you swim because you love it you swim because you love racing so I think the most important thing when you get too nervous is just remember to enjoy it yeah if you didn't swim uh what sport would do you think that you would do and would you also be world champion in that sport <laughs> I'll definitely do tennis just to meet Rafa on yep. the circuit <laughs> but, <laughs> and also because I earn a lot more money than swimmers but I would suck at tennis I have no hand-eye coordination um but I don't know I, I I just think being a tennis player would be cool they get to like wear the girls get to wear cool outfits um and I think tennis is watched by lots of people around the world so um yeah, I'd love to be a tennis player if I could, but I would be terrible. <laughs> Favourite exercise in the gym? Uh, I mean, as much as I don't enjoy them when they're tough and they're tough in gym, I think chin-ups as a swimmer is probably um, one of the most staple exercises. Um, they're pretty much in our gym program every time we're in gym. Um, and I think it's something that maybe some people are just naturally gifted at doing, um, or you can really teach yourself to become great at chin-ups. And for me, um, I really worked hard at getting my chin-ups, um, better. And I think seeing my progression has been something that I'm really proud of. So, um, I think definitely chin-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any regrets in your swimming career and what would you do different if you did? Um, I don't have any regrets. I mean, any time that I might've been a bit off the ball or um, just in a phase where I wasn't completely focused, um, I've learned from that. Um, so I don't think I would do anything differently, really. I think through life, um, things happen that helps you learn so, um, I don't know, situations where I might have been not completely on track have taught me things to better my swimming. Kevin Loy Extra said, uh, how is everything going? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Everything's great. Got the weekend off now. <laughs> it's the best part of a training week is the weekend. Um, oh. What a coincidence. Next question. What do you like to do to do in your downtime? My downtime? Well, I love cooking. Most people know that. So I'll definitely be cooking this weekend um, a couple of times. But then also I love just catching up with my friends, um, but not too hectic. Just, you know, maybe 
getting brekkie or um, just doing nothing, just having a chat. I mean, as swimmers, we're pretty tired um, and we don't really get the opportunity to party as such. So we, we enjoy our company in different ways. And, um, yeah, I really enjoy that. Uh, favorite Speedo product? Uh, definitely their snorkel. There's this snorkel that I've got. Um, I think it's from the Speedo USA range. And um, it's so good. A lot of snorkels, like when you turn, it moves like this. But um, this snorkel that I have doesn't move at all. And I love it. And I wear and wear and wear it. I think I've gone through five because I bite the teeth thing off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to come out with just separate nose pieces so um, Arnie, you can just fix it on the spot. Yeah, um, I know. Well, I think, you've, I think you've answered my last question because that was going to be, what is your favourite Speedo training accessory? So, we'll, yeah. you're just going to have to pick a number two right now. What would, what would your second one be? Uh, maybe the finger paddles. I think, for me, I... I never, ever wore paddles up until I started training um, with Dean. And it's just something that I, I never did. And then I think that their finger paddles are a great progression if you're starting to wear paddles because the load's not too heavy on your shoulders and you can still rate quite quickly with the small paddles. And then they're a good progression up to bigger paddles, which um, I'm starting to get into bigger paddles now. But finger paddles, I think, are such a staple for swimming, sprinting, pool. Um, I think that it's good to have on hand. Yeah, we've just got, I'm just going to go these last two questions here from um, Josh Davis is pretty neat. That's <laughs> a pretty cool name, Josh. Uh, are you going to beat Katie Lodecki? <laughs> oh, well, I'll try my best. I mean, you can't predict anything. She's going to be training her butt off as well for the Olympics next year. So I think it will just be a good race. Obviously, everyone wants to win. Um, she's going to be tough to beat again, but we'll see. Yep. And last one, uh, our swims and more. Uh, what mm -hmm. point at your swimming that you decide to move from Tasmania to Queensland? So um, was there a specific point? So had you achieved, I think you, this is what they mean, um, had you achieved yeah. a certain level that you were thinking, you know, I need to really step up my swimming game if I want to get to that next level? Yeah, well, I remember in Tassie um, when I was about 12, 13, my previous coach that I was with before Dean moved down there to coach me, um, Peter Gartrell, and he specialises in middle distance freestyle. And so with him, I really started to pick up my pace um, in swimming in that, those distances. So I went to age nationals and I came away with um, gold in the 200, 400 and 800 and then made my first team for Junior Worlds um, to go to Singapore when I was 14. And at that point, I was pretty much training by myself in Tassie. Um, a lot of people down there swim socially or the standard's just not really where it is in Queensland. I mean, at the squad that I train in with you, everyone there is there to achieve. No one's there just plodding along there for no reason everyone's there for a with a purpose and down there there was just really no purpose at training anymore and it was hard like down there because not many people reach um this level you cop a bit of um jealousy sometimes and I had to deal with that and it was hard so 
Um, and then also at the time, Peter decided to move back to Queensland. So um, I thought, well, I've got really no other choice but to move back to Queensland So with him. So I'm super lucky that my parents were really willing to pack everything up, move up here, leave their jobs, um, change everything. And then once I moved up here, it kind of all clicked into gear. I went to Junior Worlds and then the following year, um, I moved across to Dean and I made teams and made my first senior team and it's kind of just been great since then. But yeah, I was, I was 14 turning 15 when I moved up. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Arnie, and, and answering our questions. Uh, hope All you right. enjoy the rest of your weekends. <laughs> you too. Yeah, and I'll, I'll see you at training Monday. So. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Have a great weekend. Thanks for the question. All right. See ya. Bye. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Um, glad that I could get around to all your questions and stuff. Thanks for sending them in. And uh, wait till next week uh, on Saturday, I believe. Uh, we'll have our next... Um, next special guest on so pretty exciting we got a few uh lined up um so we hope you enjoy and um, have a good weekend see ya